Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Gail Villanueva, from a rocket scientist to real estate. So Gail has managed to be a successful real estate agent, buy and hold investor, a wholesaler, a rehabber, and a note investor. And she's a mentor to other colleagues who need assistance either to get into into these one of the these careers or to actually get to the next level. So when we said rocket science to real estate, we actually meant it, didn't we, Gail? Yes, we did. Oh my <laughs> gosh. First of all, quickly t- t- tell me more about that. So what? What, what? What do you mean? So you, you've been a rocket, rocket scientist, right? Oh, okay. So I'm sitting there and I'm doing real estate. I'm doing traditional real estate as an agent. Uh-huh. Okay. Now my dad was an air force pilot. So I've always loved things that flew. We lived in central Florida and Brevard County, which is known as the space coast. And I'd see all these rockets. I'd actually make appointments around rocket launches because my ex-husband could get me passes. So one day I got this really brilliant idea that I was going to go work for NASA. And I went into the unemployment, this is how naive I was. I went in the unemployment office and said, Hey, I want to work for NASA. And I was met with this like really kind of rude clerk said, yeah, you and everybody else in this office. Well, I said, wow. <laughs> so I didn't expect that. So lo and behold, I got hired with NASA and I built myself up through the, the, the ranks because every time something would come up, I'd say, I'll be happy to do that. And I was always going forward. So mm. I did not too bad, but yeah. And then I had different jobs. Um, uh, that I had, uh, you know, different uh, duty stations and different um, positions that I had over the years. Um, I think my coolest one, no, that's two. <laughs> I was in the environmental office, which was totally cool. And then I was also in the um, uh, propellants and life support office where I dealt with some really nasty stuff. And back in the day, in the 90s, early 90s, people didn't, you know, especially females, it was a unique situation. Um, so, that's how I got started. And it just kept going from there. And so, of course, you left there. And I know you were in real estate before. And now you're back into real estate. So how did that shift happen? Well, I never really got out of real estate. I've kept my license uh, active since 1984. I used to do referral business. I'd give somebody a hot lead, get 20 25% of their commission without even doing a thing. Then I discovered that I could be um, an investor. Now, a lot of people will buy a property and they'll, you know, give up their weekends, nights and everything else to rehab it. Well, I developed these systems where I could turn a condo in six weeks and a house in in three months or two months, about two and a half months. 
And I was doing investing because my contractors were doing the work and I would stop by after work, make sure everything was going as, as planned. So I was actually juggling the two. And that's one of the things I show folks is you don't have to leave your W-2 job. You can go ahead and do this in addition and supplement it. And then when you're ready to jump, you can do it. But people are looking for ways to shore up their retirement or get uh, cash flow now. So it's mm. a perfect fit. So I never really got out of it. <laughs> awesome. So now when you're taking more of a sort of mentorship role, who do you love working with? Um, people, well, first off, the only people I will work with are those that are coachable and have an open mind. And um, it doesn't matter. I mean, I could take a brand new agent. I could take a, a seasoned agent that wants to learn about investing. I can take people that, you know, talk with them that want to level up their business a little bit more and go to the next level. You know, how can they make it better? Those kind of folks. So I can work with a diverse group provided that they have an open mind and provided that they're willing to hear what I had to say. Because awesome. one of the things you want to do is if somebody is successful, you want to replicate what they're doing. Imitation is the highest form of flattery. So, um, you know, it's anybody, but if they like, oh, I don't think that'll work or I never, you know, want to do that. It's like, okay, next. <laughs> I mean, it sounds harsh, but I want to help as many people as I can, as effectively as I can, as soon as I can. Super stuff. Awesome. Well, let's, let's go into exactly what, what your life is like right now around your business. So we're chatting offline about, you know, so many things that you've got going on with, with your mentoring, with your book and new, new courses. So tell me about how you're, how you're looking to expand and change your business right now. I've been doing one-on-one, -on -one, you know, I've been doing a lot of one-on-one -on -one. and then I realize I have to go from one to many. If I want to get it out quickly, I want to scale myself up. You know, like, for example, I'll do webinars. Um, I'll teach agents about the creative financing or seller financing. Okay, that's good. But I can put that out to everybody and then it lives on internet. Mm -hmm. um, but I can't do one to many anymore. You know, so now what I'm trying to do is develop, and I haven't got it yet. I'm still working on it. A system where I have, um, you know, like a, a mastermind, if you will. But the uniqueness of the having a mastermind like that is I kind of have to have two masterminds. So right now, what I'm going to focus on is investing, you know, and that mastermind will have people all talking, you know, we'll have a, like a Facebook group, we'll have, um, you know, weekly or biweekly meetings, and they can get their questions answered um, and talk to each other and collaborate because it'll be all over the country. So folks mm. will be like in um, Ohio and want to invest in Michigan or, or anything along those lines it will be open to them and we help each other. We learn from each other because there's nothing more expensive than making a mistake when you're doing a rehab. And I tell people, I said, look, you know, it may seem like, you know, my, my services are a little, you know, expensive to you, but one boo-boo on a rehab will cost you 10, $20,000. And I don't even, you know, I don't even touch that as far as that. So I tried to, um, and that's what I'm doing right now is basically scaling up and, and seeing what that's going to look like. Nice. Awesome. So with the, with your shift into helping in these groups, because you said it, it, communities, it, it matters being around the right people, hearing questions that, or the answers to questions that you never even knew you needed to ask. Oh my gosh, that is where 
the value is. So you are out there in the in the communities online trying to battle and help people who are asking questions and being maybe disregarded or disrespected or they're not <laughs> they're not far enough along for the other people to help them so i know you've taken it upon yourself to hey c- come here let me give you some advice because everyone needs everybody needs help right yeah in some degree they do and i, I love to turbocharge new agents um i love to talk with the folks that have just got licensed. Hey, I'm licensed. I'm brand new. And the first thing I tell them is everything you learned in real estate school was uh, great, but kind of forget about it (laughs) because now you're going to get into your clinicals. You know, you got the practical applications and knowledge, but now we're going to go out and show you what it's like in the trenches. Welcome to the real world. Welcome to the real world. But I give them the confidence to know that I'm, I'm there, you know, in, in the background and stuff. So I, I get them going, you know, I, I re- remember when I first started working for NASA, there were people that well, they were still with the Polo program when I started, that was so long ago. And it was like, they, they captured this knowledge and they didn't want to share it. I had to learn the hard way. So you do too. I'm like, that's kind of whacked, you know, yeah. or, or I, I don't get it, you know? So if we help each other, and it's got to start somewhere. Kindness has got to start somewhere. Compassion has got to start somewhere. So let us start with me. Let me talk to people that feel down and out, questioning if they got into the right profession or, or whatever. I can guarantee you this. It's really relatively doubtful that anybody can't benefit from some aspect of real estate, whether they're out there in the trenches. But it's a great wealth builder. And if you look at all the millionaires and gazillionaires that started or in um, in life right now, most of them got their start and their wealth through real estate. So why not? You know. So what do you love about it so much? Uh, that comes back to a kind of sad story. Uh, well, first off, um, my dad and uncle were in it. When my dad got out of the Air Force and we came back to um, the U.S., he got into real estate with his dad, his brother, and they were doing rehabs. But they didn't call them rehabs back in the day. You know, they went to FHA and VA mm. auctions and picked up stuff. And then I was cheap labor. Well, there was a lot of life circumstances. I, I kind of mentioned to you a little bit earlier when we were talking that just knocked the sails out. I mean, knocked the wind out of my sails and brought me to my knees. And uh, one of them was my sister and my mom died within a year of each other. And then my dad married this crazy woman. And then my dad was so racked with grief. He wasn't really, he didn't care about anything. And this woman came in and, oh, I, you know, doing these wonderful things. First thing she did was kick me out of the house. So I hit the streets when I was 16 and I was homeless. And I was moving from place to place and trying to, you know, get something started. But the underlying thing was I didn't have a safe, warm, comfortable place to call home. So now that's become my passion. Okay. Knowing what that's like. So a lot of the people I work with as an investor, they don't have any place to live. They, they don't know how, you know, they, they lost their job. They don't know how they qualify for properties. They, you know, any of that. Those are my favorite folks because I will take them under my wing and I will get them into something. You know, I know what it's like. So that's what my driving factor is really. I don't share that that. with a lot of people, (laughs) you know. Thank you for sharing. That is so, such a passionate aspect of, I think an awful lot of, especially coaches, um, that we've all been through something and, you know, normally 
I find that, you know, coaches, course creators, they kind of, they do, they share the thing that they were searching for the most or the thing that they need the most at a different level, a different aspect, but that's what they do. And so again, you've, you've highlighted this, that I don't want someone else to go through what I went through, even just a version of that. There's something so beautiful about that, that is so wonderful to see. It's also very, it's your driver. It's what controls you to move forward. So how do you, how do you manage yourself through this? Because that could be so, it could be, I guess, all encompassing that you, you feel that need to want to help people, but you have to manage and maintain yourself at the same time. It's a balance, but I also am an expert at compartmentalizing things. <laughs> um, I know that's probably, you know, some people say, oh, it's healthy or it's not healthy, but you know, like when we were launching a, a, a vehicle, that was my focus. It didn't matter what the world was going on around me. I had to focus on that. So that's kind of what I do is I take that utmost concentration and focus on something like that. And my passion now for relaxation is being outside, you know, going on hikes, you know, re reconnecting with nature, because I think there's something very grounding in reconnecting with nature. But, you know, it's hard. You know, there's days I'm like, I don't feel like doing anything. So <laughs> unless something is pressing, I'll actually go into that and, and say, okay, um, I'm not going to be effective anyhow. So let's go for a hike. <laughs> You know, the, the day's gone. I need to revamp, refocus, regroup. Out you go. Yeah. So, yeah, so much better than just plowing through and hustling through and grinding. Yeah, exactly. Because you you waste more time doing that. These folks that think that they can multitask. Well, if you multitask, your brain's going to implode. <laughs> um, you switch task. And that's not beneficial either. Because if you go from one thing, you've lost the focus and then you have to go back into it. So having that why. And right now, my why is my grandchild, you know, having the ability to, um, you know, with everything that's going on to be able to provide to her. So I think about my why. Everybody has to have a why, and it's going to be different for everybody. When you focus on that, you can't give up. You, you, you keep that as your motivation, if you will. So that's one of the first things I ask people when they start working with me. What's your why? Why do you want to do this? And then they start telling me. And you can tell the difference between a genuine coach and someone that's like pretty much in it for the money. You can't um, fake authenticity. You can't fake vulnerability. And I've actually been in training where I'm like, dude, you're in it just for the money, aren't you? You don't care about any of us in this room. That's not the way to be. You know, compassion and, and kindness start somewhere and let it start with me. So that's your go-to. It's the why. It's the, the grounding force of, I know exactly why I'm doing this. I know what I'm building. I know the legacy I'm leaving behind. I mm -hmm. know who for. And you also know the, the direct and indirect impacts that you're having on all the people you touch. Exactly. And one of the things when I, you know, because it's overwhelming to do all this, I'll say people are waiting for this message. People are waiting for my coaching, are waiting for my book. They're waiting for my courses. Um, and I can't let them down. <laughs> you know, I don't want to let them down. So that's kind of what, you know, my driving factor is. Hey, that's people are waiting let, me, for this. let me just go back to that. People are waiting for so anyone out there listening to this and unsure or lacking the confidence or should I do this? Am I the right person? If you have a skill, if you have a gift, 
then and you're holding it back, people are waiting for you. People are waiting for that. Your people, whoever they are, are out there. Yeah. That's a beautiful line. It's so simple. And if that gives someone the motivation, the drive, the just the right words at the right time to be able to fulfill their dream and start mm-hmm. to build their legacy for their why. Oh my exactly. gosh, it's beautiful. I think so too. Thank you. Um, and also, you know, you talked uh, on on your um, you know, your previous uh podcast about self-sabotage. Mm. Okay. That's one thing folks do is self-sabotage. Um, I sometimes, because of the folks that I hang out with, sometimes think, um, you know, am I good enough to do this? It's like imposter syndrome, if you will. But then I realize, why wouldn't I be? They've got different paths that they've done. They've got different experience, but I've got my own. So I can't pretend like I'm not good at what I do. Because I've got a track record. So quit being the imposter syndrome, you know, thing that people put out in front oh, of themselves. Oh, but it's sneaky. It creeps up on you and you don't even realize it until it's, it's got you. And it depends what level you're at. You've been through so many different iterations and transitions, and now you're going through another one. Yeah. Going into your group mentorship, going into training in a slightly different way. So you're going to hit imposter syndrome and doubts and fears at that new level. Yeah. But you thought you dealt with it. In the last iteration, and they'll come back, right? But when I see their successes, that jazzes me up. Yeah. You know, a good example of that was my um, my brother in law got very sick. Uh, he had cancer, and um, they wanted me to get to up there before he passed away. I wasn't able to, unfortunately, because of the weather. But what I did was I had to talk my nephew into doing basically a wholesale deal. Okay, he had to get the house sold, and I don't want to get emotional here, but one of the things that happened before my brother-in-law died was he handed him a check for the, uh, you know, the proceeds. And he goes, why is this, why are my closing costs so cheap? It's like, because you got a sister-in-law in the business. But I said, dang, man, I could sit there and talk him through a wholesale deal. And then I had another um, investor friend call me and she, she had to take, unfortunately take back a house in foreclosure that sometimes happens. And uh, she's like, I've never done a rehab. So I talked her through a rehab. And she was like, dang, you make it sound so simple. It's like, well, you take, you know, you don't eat that elephant. You know, you got to eat it one bite at a time. So we broke it down, made it work. And that's what I do. I'm a problem solver. You know, even though when you all watch those launches on TV, they all look the same. Let me tell you. There was not. We did not have a playbook where, oh, one step one, two, three, up to step 10,000. Every launch was different. Every problem was different. So every mm-hmm. person is different with their problems. So I figure out a way that we can resolve it. Like when we had a little bit of a technical issue, it's like, okay, let's get this worked. Yeah, That's how there's I always a way around. But we were yeah. trying to fly about you know, making things bespoke because it's all, it's all too easy for people to be like, here's the actual route. Here's exactly what you're supposed to do now do it but it doesn't take into consideration your experience your feelings where you are what you've been through how you process emotions and thoughts and all this stuff there's a lot more that goes into it so by you having this more bespoke understanding approach while still knowing your subject matter and where you're ultimately going that i think is one of the most powerful things that that, that you do personally well i appreciate that but see there's no other coaches out there doing that there's nobody else doing that. 
they immediately think you want to scale up to be in a multi-million dollar you know, business with a bunch of people working for you, which <clears throat> causes a whole bunch of different headaches in, in to itself. I will listen to someone and ask them those tough questions and have them start thinking about it so that we can formulate a blueprint. <laughs> There's no other way to do it. And everybody I've talked to and everybody I work with has an entirely different blueprint. Mm -hmm. Now that would make most coaches head spins. You know, how do you do that? Why would you do that? No, let's all start in the first box and we'll go to box two, box three. No, <laughs> that's not how life works. And that's not how people work. And they are also impatient because right now society in a general has got the attention span of a goldfish <laughs> of about four seconds. So you have to really formulate what you want to do and how we're going to do it and keep them on task and motivated. And that's a challenge. Most people sell you a, a boxed package of a, a course or something and say, yay, verily go forward. And they have not a clue. Mm. <laughs> and that's not the way to be. In my opinion, you know. I'm completely with you. Love that. Perfect. Gail, thank you for sharing you know, your Oh, your journey, everything that you do, the way that you do it. It's so, so beautiful to hear. Oh, well, thank you so much, Mark. And I'm so excited to been having a chance to chat with you today. Thank you. Well, hey, look, people to find out more about you and, and your assistance, where can they find you? Well, there's a couple of reasons or a couple of ways you can do it. You can go to my website, which is www.gailthenotegal.com. I'm a note investor, that's why. Or they can reach out to me uh, through email at uh, gail at gailthenotegal.com. And I've also provided my social media, you know, if anybody wants to kind of keep track of me um, and what I'm doing and what I'm saying, because I, I try to provide value content, you know, on a regular basis that's based on what's going on exactly today, you know? Nice. So um, those ways you can do, you can hook up with me on LinkedIn. Um, I don't use Twitter anymore. <laughs> That's just a personal thing, but Instagram, you know, uh, reach out to me that way, but I'd be excited to hear from your, uh, your folks. And I certainly hope at least one person today that I was able to touch with my story to show them anything is possible. Oh, by the way, I'll bring this up real quick before we end. Um, I dropped out of high school during that time. I'm an actual high school dropout and I was able to get four college degrees land a, a career with NASA, and then become an successful real estate uh, agent and investor along the path. So if I can do it and I can pull myself out of the ditch, anybody can with the right kindness and compassion to show them the way. Beautiful. Kindness and compassion is the way. Sharing and helping others around you. Gail, yep. thank you so, so much. This has been awesome. Uh, maybe we'll have you on for a part two because I know you've got so, so much more to share. What's that? No, I'm sorry. We'll maybe have you on for another another episode, a part Are you two. Kidding? I was the story because jealous. there's so much that you shared offline. It's like, oh my gosh, how can we fit all this into one episode? You can't. People love to talk to me all day long, but I would I would be an honored to be on your show again because you know we could talk about you know the different things of what's going on. Because heck, who knows what's going to be going on next week? So yeah, I would, <sighs> I'd be so that. touched to have uh, you and Katie give me a call again. Awesome stuff. Well, stay tuned, everyone. And yeah, if you want to check out Gail, please go and go through social media, go to the website and yeah, get in touch. Gail, thank you so, so much. All right. Well, thank you so much, Mark. And you have a great day. Hey, Katie, 
Yeah, Mark. Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.